You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the political cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Welcome back, everybody, to tonight's second hour as we continue our live discussion this Saturday evening, September the 9th, with the one and only Chris Cantwell, ChristopherCantwell.net. I am at the website right now. You can stay tuned uh, to all of his content, uh, Surreal Politics, The Radical Agenda, of course, uh, there at ChristopherCantwell.net. Chris, thanks for sticking through the break with us and uh, continuing on with us during this second hour. Well, thank you so much for having me. If if you don't mind me giving away some of your uh, some free advertising here, you during the break played an ad for American Free Press, and I just want to say what a fine publication. If you know anybody who's in prison and like they're starved for information in there, get your friend who's who's locked up. Get them a, a subscription to the American Free Press. Those people like kept us alive when I was in there. Matt Hale had a, a subscription to that, and uh, it was uh, it was a, a valuable resource. We have a lot of friends like that, and we even had them before Charlottesville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got more friends in prison now than we used to, but I think everybody probably got somebody on that list. Well, thank you for saying that. Yes, they have a you know, fantastic publication. I mean, that goes back to the spotlight days with the uh, legendary Willis Cardo. And, uh, yeah, well, thank you for saying that. Yeah, they're good friends, uh, Paul Angel and... John Friend, uh, they do a good job over there with uh, with that uh, particular newspaper. So of course we want everybody to uh, to subscribe, and it's it's priced to sell. Uh, you know, seven, you know, very very inexpensive to get a uh, annual subscription. Anyway, uh, but thank you for saying that, Chris. Now back to the discussion we've been having about the hashtag ban the ADL, how it's been amplified by one of the world's most powerful men and its richest man, Elon Musk, uh, having this uh, ongoing, continuous uh, conversation over the last several days with Keith Woods, uh, which is just wonderful. I emailed Keith Woods a couple of days ago, and I said, you are the man of the hour. Enjoy this. Uh, I'm so proud. You just you can't you you can do all the right things, but you never you don't you can't anticipate when it, things are just going to hit for you. And this has just been a wonderful thing that Keith has done, and he has not backed down at all. I mean, basically his whole timeline now on Twitter is ban the ADL you know, and other things and, related. And it to also it. shows you who the cucks are. You saw how Alex Jones basically distanced himself away <laughs> from the movement. Oh my god! Well, he said I that. Saw the, that. Go, yeah, I, I saw it, that Chris. video of Alex Jones being they're the most pro Hitler organization ever, and I was like, "Well, don't <laughs> don't flatter these people." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> tell us something bad about them. Well, I mean, that was the. Th- I mean, I, I don't understand. I mean, the the way the ground is shifting, the way that it has shifted over the last three or four years, especially since George Floyd, the way it is continuing to shift. I'm really wondering, you know, what Alex Jones is. Uh, audience is going to be in a few years all all, all Alex Jones needs to do now is retiring uh, get Jenny Craig behind him and lose some weight I mean he's he's had a lot of trouble too and I agree with some of the things he says but he's never been really good on that particular issue but anyway going back to the lawsuit the hype you know the the potential lawsuit Uh, Elon Musk says he's going to have to sue the ADL for defamation and uh, I believe another response to Keith Woods he's uh, saying that uh uh, in our case, they would potentially be on the hook for destroying half the value of the company, so roughly $22 billion. 
So again, Chris, what you have here is the richest man in the world, the richest man in the world on a collision course with this mafia to expose the conspiracy of censoring the internet in court. I mean, that's what you would basically have if, 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 and it's a big if still at this point, if it moves forward. Well, you know, if Elon Musk is going to sue the ADL for defamation, I just I don't think that I can volunteer to represent them since I don't have a law license, but I'll volunteer. <laughs> They'd to, be lucky if you did. I will participate in any way that I can. And, if you know, I would love to be cross-examining Jonathan Greenblatt. I think that would be the greatest uh, that would be the greatest thing that ever crossed, uh, you know, ever greatest thing ever to be produced in sound, say. And and I would be very very happy about that. But you know, the, the uh, as we say, they're chipping away at this narrative. And um, I would any possibility that I could play in that, I'd be very grateful. Well, Chris, you got to be careful now with Jonathan Greenplant. He's such an attractive person, you know that. Uh, <laughs> getting on side. I mean, if I were going to cast a remake of Nosferatu, he would be my first choice. I mean. <laughs> Well, there you go. You know, um, it, it, they're, uh, but uh, their their image is fading fast for sure. And so once they start well, looking well, at what him, an the image. Way that they, they, I don't the think that, that image can fade much faster. Well, it's just yeah. it, 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 again, Chris. This is the thing. You look at you look at history. I mean, history can tell you so much about where the future is. I, I have said this, and I said it in, a, in my talk at Amran. I mean, we all had the misfortune of being born during this nadir of the American experiment where, you know, it just it was a down time for our, our ideas over the course of, you know, since post-World War II, this new post-World War II order. But, you know, I mean, as bad as the ADL was, and I can remember, we were talking about Pat Buchanan a, a, a second ago uh, off the air, but I can remember Pat Buchanan being asked on National Public Radio back, God, I don't know how long it's been now. Fifteen years ago, they they asked him about him coming on the political cesspool. And he said, well, am I am I supposed to get permission from Abe Foxman, who was the head of the ADL at the time? He said, am I supposed to get permission from Abe Foxman as to whether or not I can talk to James Edwards? This is what he said on, on uh, NPR. Uh, NPR. So this was nothing new, but Greenblatt has taken it so much so much further now. And it's, it's not as – and, and you, you wonder, I mean, why – I wonder, Chris, and all we can do is speculate. Uh, here's another thing from Elon Musk. Very quickly, I'll say this before I ask the question. Elon Musk posted to uh, his his uh, Twitter handle, at Elon Musk, an article, an uh, interesting article uh, is all he put. And then he links to this article that says the ADL is bad as you think. Or, the ADL is as bad as you think. It has a picture of Jonathan Greenblatt on one side and uh, Al Sharpton on the other. So I do think that Musk is, is certainly motivated. I think if I had to guess, now Musk is a mixed bag. I mean, I'm still banned and other, you're still banned. And I mean, you've got a new thing now, but I mean, you've been banned before and others that we know are banned. And some of us have been banned on Musk's watch, whereas we weren't banned prior to that. So it's, you know, there's still some things there that don't necessarily add up. But I do think that he is genuinely anti-woke. I, I think we've seen enough from him. I think he's legitimately, I don't know, where he stands on all of our issues, but I do think that he's opposed to the woke agenda by and large. And I do think that he is financially motivated to want to take a, a, a punch at the ADL. And, I, and it would really be good if he does have that trial and finds out all this junk that the ADL has been in from its inception, like the Leo Frank trial, like digging up dirt on Martin Luther King, all of this stuff. I mean, 
we could make him into Well, if you keep telling Arnold. me the ADL was the one who dug up the stuff on King, you're going to make me reassess my opinion on the ADL. But uh, anyway, but no, uh, I, I do think he has a, a personal motivation to do this. I don't think he's doing it because he's so righteous and he, he, he wants to, to, to hurt the bad guys and stand up for, yeah, for yeah. what's right. I think he's doing it because of what they've done to him. But that's fine. I don't care what his motivation is. But if you're a fly on the wall at the ADL headquarters, do you think there's any consternation there? Or do you think that they are just too disconnected from reality to understand what may be happening here? I, I think that's I think an interesting question. I, I suspect there's some consternation there. I don't think that I don't think they're capable of understanding the depth of the gravity of the situation that they're involved in because their their frame of reference is that they'll always win, right? They, they, I don't think it crosses their mind that they're about to lose. They're like, oh well, this is going to be a pain in the neck. How do we beat this thing? And I, I'm not sure that they've realized that they might. Okay, win. let's stop right there, and I, we're going to go straight back to Chris Cantwell after the break. I want to continue to uh, hear his thoughts on that because I, this is something that I think will make for an interesting conversation. Antelope Hill Publishing is America's leading publisher of dissident books, bringing you a wide variety of new translations and original works on every subject from the Spanish Civil War to the funding behind the transgender movement. Antelope Hill publishes books that mainstream publishers won't touch, full of information that challenges the political status quo and brings real culture to the reading public at an affordable price. If you count yourself as a political dissident, then you owe it to yourself to check out the Antelope Hill catalog with exclusive offerings like Rebel Mountain by Kurt Eggers, a brand new reprint of the infamous You Gentiles by Marie Samuel, and now the treatise of a January 6th prisoner in the American regime... There is something there for everyone, and new titles are added every month. Check out the complete catalog today at antelopehillpublishing.com. That's antelopehillpublishing.com. I'm James Edwards, and I want you to check out antelopehillpublishing.com. Matthew 24, 24 teaches us that the church is deceived today. Deceived Christians call themselves Judeo-Christians. Around 1900, Jews commissioned the Schofield Reference Bible, which transformed the Jews from Christian killers to the chosen people. Here's the truth. America is in the Bible. Revelation 21, our form of government came down from heaven. Verse 3, the many Christian ministers at the Constitutional Convention sought God's will. The God-given rights in the Constitution were ordained by God. America is the new promised land for Christian Israel, and Christians are the true chosen people. True Israel is Christian. Listen to Jesus, quote, my sheep follow me, unquote, and, quote, you do not believe because you are not my sheep, unquote. John 10, 25 through 27. The beast has transformed America into the woman mystery Babylon, Revelation chapter 17. For the complete Bible study, write to Christian Knuckles, P.O. Box 210813, Royal Palm Beach, Florida, 33421. As Christopher Cantwell said earlier, it's not as though the ADL needs their handles on Twitter. Uh, they command the microphone of the entire establishment media. And they are still a very, very formidable opponent, and they can still put your lights out. There's no doubt about it. They're lavishly funded, and they are very powerful. However, are there beginning to be a few cracks in the dam? I, uh, was, we were asking you this before uh, the, the break, uh, Chris, and, and I agree. Uh, 
I, I don't know if they have the ability for self-awareness or discernment. I mean, certainly some of these same people throughout history have made themselves uh, unwoken, uh, un, uh, unwelcomed elements of, of their society, and I wonder if it may be happening again. Yeah, I think, you know, we, ha- we have the opposite pathology on our side. That You know, there's a lot of guys on our side who think that we can't win, so what we do doesn't matter fundamentally, right? And the ADL and their types, they think that they can't lose, so it doesn't matter fundamentally what they do. Either way, you know, you're, you're, you're headed for catastrophe if you're in that mindset. The idea is, you know, we can lose and we have to try really hard to win. And if you're, if you're on either side of that equation, if you're, if you're saying, well, you know, there's no way that we can win, so we might as well just throw up our hands. Or if you're saying, oh, well, there's no way that we can lose so that, you know, we can behave however we see fit, you know, you're, that means you're going to lose, right? And it's, it's the people who are like, all right, we, we have to try really hard to win. Those are the people who come out ahead in the end. Uh, Chris, this is Keith again. Uh, basically, Jonathan Greenblatt – we couldn't have gone to Central Casting and found a better guy to be the spokesman for the ADL. He is like a <laughs> kamikaze pilot. He cannot resist the temptation. He goes in full war, you know, um, damn the torpedoes full speed ahead on everything. So he's the type of guy that could be led into taking positions that he doesn't, uh, he is not aware are unpopular to normies out here. And that's yeah, I'd why say, I'd I say think, that that's... think he would really be good. Yeah, I, I think that that's precisely what has happened, right? That, that's the pathology, right? That I'm so powerful that I can say whatever I want. You know, like Joe Biden does this all the time, that he, like, goes places. What was the thing he recently said that, you know, his house burned down and it was like his toaster smoked some toast or something? You know. He, he, <laughs> yeah, he went, went to Maui and said, I know what, you, I can feel your pain because I actually had a grease fire in my uh, kitchen once. <laughs> you know. He makes up these stories as if nobody's going to cross-reference them because he's so comfortable in his position that he doesn't think that he has anything to fear from scrutiny, right? And, you know, J- Joe Biden has, you know, comorbid conditions that he's, you know, he's, he's about to fall asleep and not wake up. But, you know, the, the, it's the same <laughs> phenomenon fundamentally that these people don't think that they're subject to scrutiny because they are so in control of the information that that they have they have nothing to fear and the whole way that they can the whole way that they obtained their power was by understanding the concept of narrative and meme and and how information works and once they became so comfortable in their positions they they gave up all effort to you know make their narratives believable right go oh we're just we're a civil rights organization and we're you know just looking out for minorities or whatever becomes okay what we're actually going to do is drug them mutilate your children in six sexual experiments in kindergarten right you know the, the stupid transgender you know drag queen story hour nonsense becomes the new fad and everybody jumps on board with it and it's like oh if you don't like transgender people reading you know lawn boy to your your child in kindergarten no that means you're an anti-semite and we're like wait a second where are the dots connected here and then people connect those dots <laughs> or, and they're like, hey, or it means that you're, who, you're one of those bad people <laughs> right exactly and see they they always try to link you back to the civil rights movement whenever they get on thin ice uh like they did about homosexual marriage what do they do they come out with a movie like the help so that they can link themselves back to the uh unquestionably righteous civil rights movement and see they and the that that is the ploy they've always used. They use that triangulation type of technique of arguing, and we're on to them. And 
Well, uh, it, they've gone so far now. They've tried to turn sexual perversity into a civil right, and it's uh, it's backfired. That's that's been another thing. Critical race theory, the concurrent push for critical race theory, and and trans so called transgenderism at a time when there's been so much racial unrest and the post Floyd. Uh, it's all sort of uh, gone into the blender and synthesizing, and this is what what's coming out. But the, 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 you're you're right, everybody, Chris, you and Keith. The they've been on such a long winning streak that they don't believe that they can lose, but uh, they can lose, and they have lost before. And it doesn't matter how powerful you are or, or how rich you are; you can make mistakes. And they are making—I think they are making mistakes. I think they are making every mistake that we would want them to make with this overreach, uh, with this ridiculousness. And just because they're insulated from the way real Americans see them, uh, doesn't mean that it's not having an effect that uh, could uh, be their eventual undoing. And it's not just um, Americans. It's the whole world. That's what BRICS is about. Basically, if you want to line up with America, you've got to be down with uh, drag queen story hour and uh, transgender surgeries and stuff like this. And the rest of the world is recoiling. And, you know, the Jewish neocons like Victoria Newland and her husband and you know, the crystals, people like that, that are the real driving force behind the Ukrainian-Russian war. They have overplayed their hand. The rest of the world thinks that America has lost its cotton-picking mind. And, uh, and Jonathan Greenblatt and his uh, kinsmen are the people that are driving all of this. It, uh, there is a realignment amongst the Trump base here, or the white Republican voting base, and in, 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 in other ways and in other, for other reasons around the world. Scott Adams, we all know Scott Adams. He, he told a little bit too much truth and got canceled earlier. He, he came out on a quote uh, with a quote this week with the same hashtag, ban the ADL. The ADL is an existential threat to America. Human events, human events, <laughs> writes. The ADL is only anti-defamation if you agree with their far-left views. If not, they will defame you. They aren't anti-defamation at all. I mean, here we are now, Chris. Again, nothing remarkable necessarily about those comments except for the fact of uh, who's making them. I mean, we were, we're getting help now. We're getting help. Uh, that didn't exist uh, for for a long, long time, and it seemed to uh, it seems to be occurring very gradually, and now uh, all at once, and and more and more people are doing it. The people who were seeing these things but too scared to speak out or didn't want to stick their neck out, now that a lot of people are doing it, well, it becomes a lot easier. Well, this is um, the the precise quote escapes me at this moment, but I'm I'm thinking of the uh, the the Winter Soldier and the Sunshine Patriot, right? You know, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not something that everybody wants to do. All it promises you is suffering. And then later on, after those people have gone and and incurred a great deal of that suffering, then it becomes easier to do. And then people who are a bit more comfortable are like, wait a second, there's some energy over there. How do I get some of that energy over here? And then they start wading into the waters, right? And that's exactly what's happening. You nailed it. Yeah. That's that's what it is. You you nailed it. And I'm happy to see. Go ahead. I was it's, just, like, it's like the little boy that told the emperor he had no clothes. All it has to do is for someone to say it, and other people start falling well, in line. I'm happy to see the Johnny Come Latelys come around, but I'm really proud to have been among the company with you, Chris, and the others in our uh, universe uh, who were doing it before now. And, and look, I'm not saying that we've won the battle. Uh, we've had a good week on online, and so the whole thing is uh, it's, we're not there yet, but I, I do believe we're moving in a direction. And, th- and this is a beachhead. The band. And, yeah, and, I do believe it could be a beachhead. 
and don't ever think we have won the battle. If, 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 if James Edwards becomes president of the United States, don't think we've won the battle, okay? Don't get <laughs> into the same trap as that these people have, okay? You know, right. Keep on acting like you're the underdog, and, and, and as soon as you forget about that, you turn into the ADL in strategy, okay? This is not what we're going to do, okay? we got to stay fit and lean and mean and, and, and always yes, keep, yes. you know, on our toes. You know, you gotta, you got to treat it like you're the underdog even when you're not. And there's going to be the temptation to get comfortable. we got to be a bulldog with a bloody bone. You know? And by the way, I know that we're running out of time here, but I just want to say real quick, you know, there's a lot of people in our thing. They want to go after these guys who are like the Johnny-come-latelys or whatever. Don't do that, right? Like, be happy that they're doing what they're yes, doing, yes, right? Like, key. be that continue, you know, don't close off that conduit of influence to these people, right? You know, make, make them, bring them into the fold, you know, get, be their friend. Don't be like, hey, where were you when we were down in Charlottesville or whatever? You know, like, just like, let them, you know, come at their pace. They've got things That's to right. lose, you know? Yeah, if you, if you do if you do that, you're, not, you're never going to grow bigger than what you were 10 years ago. So, yeah, obviously they have to come over, but we could still have our little badge that said we were here before uh, all of this. Uh, but you're right. History we don't will treat us kinder than the Pole. The only one who's the most pure. Go ahead, go ahead, Chris. I was saying, you know, history books will treat us kinder than newspapers, gentlemen. I'm confident of that. You know? <laughs> and so, like, oh yes. you know, that's the thing. You know, some of us will, uh, some of us will get our due long after we're dead, and that's the best that we could hope for, I think. No, that's fine because here's here's what you got to understand. Our, our individual lives mean very little in the grand scheme of things uh, of our people. Uh, I, I've said this recently as well. We exist in a continuum that, that links us to our ancestors and to our future descendants. And uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, uh, that's fine. Uh, we'll just do our duty and fight the good fight. That's absolutely right. Chris, don't go anywhere just yet. I, I want to step back and do a, a big picture look, a, a, a grand overview. We'll, we'll fly above the turbulence of the current kerfuffle uh, involving elon musk and keith woods and jonathan greenblatt and take a big picture look before we let you fly pursuing liberty using the constitution as our guide you're listening to liberty news radio usa news I'm Corey Myers. The White House says President Biden will be taking precautions in the wake of his wife's positive COVID-19 test. President Biden tested negative last night for COVID-19 and tested negative again today. He's not experiencing any symptoms. Tropical Storm Lee expected to rapidly intensify into what's being called an extremely dangerous hurricane in the Atlantic Ocean by this weekend. That's according to the National Hurricane Center. While it's too soon, they say, to determine the location and magnitude of the impacts, that tropical storm packing maximum winds right now of 65 miles an hour. It's about 1,300 miles east-southeast of the northern Leeward Islands, according to the hurricane. Center. Those islands include the Virgin Islands, St. Martin, and Antigua. Former Proud Boys chairman Enrique Tarrio sentenced yesterday to 22 years in prison for what's called seditious conspiracy and leading a failed plot to prevent the transfer of power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. On Tuesday, U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly sentenced Enrico Tarrio to 22 years. Tarrio was not there on the day of the January 6th riots. But prosecutors successfully painted him as, in their words, a general rather than a soldier that day. Tario was one of four Proud Boy leaders to be convicted on the Civil War-era charges. 
I'm Ryan Daniels. Drug intoxication suspected in the death of 32-year-old festival goer at Burning Man, where some 70,000 attendees were trapped in the remote Black Rock Desert in Nevada over the weekend due to heavy rains and thick mud. Leon Reese, 32, of Truckee, California, died Friday after he was found unresponsive. This is USA News. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Nachos! Yeah, get nachos! Hey, I'll take some. Great. And some Frank's Red Heart. Oh, nah, I'm good. Oh, you're just going to eat these dry, plain, boring nachos with no Frank's. Uh... Seriously? Frank, get up. Frank it up. Come on, lady. Frank it up. Frank it up. Frank it up. Yeah! Yeah, this guy finally gets it. Hey, look, we're on the Jumbotron. It's the perfect blend of flavor and heat. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. Back with Chris Cantwell now as we continue this conversation. I can't remember. I can't even tell you the last time we went two hours on, a, on a, pretty much a single topic. I mean, obviously, we're branching out and looking at other things related to this, and we're about to fly above all of this and look at it from a big-picture perspective. But, uh, again, back to Elon Musk with regards to this. He writes, advertisers avoid controversy. And this goes back to his potential lawsuit and how he's been damaged. Advertisers avoid controversy. So all that's needed is for the ADL to crush our U.S. and European ad revenue is to make unfounded accusations. I mean, he's getting right to the heart as to what they do. They have much less power in Asia, so our ad revenue there is still strong. This quote-unquote controversy, and he puts it in quotations, causes advertisers to pause. But that pause is permanent until the ADL gives the green light, which they will not do without me agreeing to secretly suspend or shadow ban any account they don't like. Elon Musk posted this on his Twitter account this week. That is the relationship I've had with them uh, since uh, Bala X and the relationship that X Twitter has had with them for many years. Presumably, they have uh, that relationship with all Western search or social media organizations. Uh, Chris, do you think that's a pretty fair uh, assumption that Elon Musk, uh, Musk makes there? I, I think that it is, and I just real quick, I just say the political cesspool is some of the the most talented hostage negotiators I've, I've ever spoken <laughs> to, and I've I've agreed to put the gun down at at at, uh, at the end of the hour. But the uh, what you're saying is is very humorous to me, right? Because in Asia, um, they're not nearly so sensitive about being called racist, are they? Correct. <laughs> and so they're, they're like, "What are you going to call us racist? Yeah, of course. You know, like we're, we're yeah, of course we are. Country. <laughs> Why aren't alone, you? You know." <laughs> so we'll go. We'll you, go put our advertisements up, and and we'll make money. And you people can you go, go people coke pound sand, you know. And you can't bludgeon you can't bludgeon Asians with World War II mythology either because they don't have any white guilt. I mean, they don't have any part of it. I mean, there if anything, go, they right. were the ones who got who got uh, <laughs> ravaged uh, with right. with the you know the, the nuclear atomic bombs, bombs yeah. yeah, atomic bombs. Yeah. And so, so anyway, but yeah, so, from go ahead, Chris. But for us no, to no, say, no, hey, this is how the ADL does it. Pretty much strikes to the heart of it. 
Well, that's exa- that's exactly what it is, you know. And so once people, you know, uh, the discovery phase of this is so important. Once you see the actual communications, right? Because if people are out there thinking, because everybody kind of has this idea in their head. I mean, this is fading. This idea is fading fast too, which is very good news, of course. But you know, people have this idea in their head that you know, hate speech is not free speech. This stupid catchphrase. And what what we actually know is that these people are pursuing the interests of the Democrat Party. Okay, now there's there's an ethnic animus at work there, yes, but Jonathan Greenblatt is specifically has has been a partisan Democrat operative, right? And so if they understand that this goes beyond trying to prevent you know racist hate crimes or whatever, because everybody's sort of like, okay, well if you're preventing racist hate crimes, well I'm not going to argue with racist hate crimes. I don't like racist hate crimes. As soon as they understand that what you're actually doing is you know, you're carefully constructing narratives in order to deceive people like that is not accepted. Right. That's not a socially acceptable thing to do. And that's that's what people are, I think, going that that's the risk that they run of, of having discovered. And as soon as they're as soon as that's what they're doing, then they don't have social sanction for that anymore. Yeah, Chris, this is Keith. What they're doing, what they are, the ADL are the ultimate gatekeepers of social media. And they have decided that they do not want any of us talking because our arguments are too compelling. Uh, that's what they're doing. That's what they insist upon. That the fact that Musk is a maverick and won't, you know, uh, sign in blood to uh, let them basically run his show for him. They'll say, you can make your money, but we're going to be in, con- in control of the content. He's not doing that. And this is, you know... This is revolutionary. This is something that hasn't happened I think before. it is. I think it is in some ways, guys. And and here's another thing. Elon Musk, again, yes, he's a mixed bag. Yes, it could, it could, all, it could go nowhere as far as this part of it goes. He might not – he might quit talking about it altogether tomorrow, or he might not. He might take him to court. I don't know. But what, what matters – that doesn't matter. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. What does matter is we've seen this week – Probably hundreds of millions of people, you know, sort of look at um, the ADL with, you know, interest in a way that they maybe not. Well, you guys have converted me. I really think that the lawsuit is a great uh, ploy because the real audience is going to be Elon Musk. When he finds out what they've been up to, what they did, what their origins are, things like this, he's a newbie. He does, He's not you know, somebody that has been there, done that, and got the T-shirt like we have. And, uh, you know, we give his power that enlightenment and no telling where it'll land. Well, the interests of the ADL are still going to be safeguarded by the government and by the media and by the courts. So I don't care if you're the world's richest man or not. You're you're going to be in an uphill struggle against them. But uh, he's also said this week, Chris, that he uh, intends to release the data relating to to the ADL and other organizations who have been pushing to censor and silence Twitter accounts. Uh, the handle Lib for TikTok, so Libs of TikTok, which I think is a Jewish woman behind it. We need a full list of organizations that push censorship and which accounts were affected. And then to that, Elon Musk <laughs> responds, the ADL pushed hard for us to shut down certain accounts. A data dump would clear the air. It could take me about a week. I'm short-staffed. I think it'll be interesting to see if he does this. If he does this, if he's serious about dumping the list of names of the accounts that the ADL told him to ban. There's a whole uh, new set of lawsuits. Well, I mean, well, I don't, I mean, look, it's just, if he does that, he might be serious about the court thing. If he doesn't do that, if he just threatens it and then doesn't do it, that 
could be telling, but that would well, be interesting. You know, That'd be a long he, list. I, I think I think it is an interesting thing, and you know, the more information that comes out, the worse these people look. Right? Their whole entire thing is narrative construction. You know, think about this for a second. You know, the ADL function and, and the SPLC as well. I mean, these people are basic. They, they're basically intelligence agencies, right? And so, you know, they're, they're, they're almost certainly in communication with foreign governments, too. So just imagine a situation where they're forced to give up all their emails pertaining to social media censorship. Now, I imagine that they would feloniously defy discovery orders and, and, and conspicuously leave things out. I, I imagine that that would be the case. But, you know, you imagine every time that Jonathan Greenblatt has communicated with a, a foreign government about, uh, you know, intervening in some way that's pertinent to foreign policy, right? I imagine that there's some of those out there. You know, those things really start to tickle, you know, crack away at this image that, oh, we're just trying to prevent white supremacists from attacking innocent people in the street, right? If once you're, once you're intervening in foreign policy, you're messing around in wars, you're trying to help the Democrat Party, it's, you know, you're, what, you're, what you're interested in is, you know, a nefarious agenda. And that, you know, the bad guys always lose once people know they're the bad guys. Well, the more you stir it, the more it stinks, as they say. And uh, yeah. that's what's going to happen. And the fact that, for example, you know, Jewish power and influence is behind the Ukrainian-Russian war. They love to see white Gentiles killing each other, just like they did in World Wars One and World Wars Two. And I think Elon Musk, you know, he has the keys to the kingdom here. He could start, you know, once he gets Discovery cranked up in a lawsuit, um, I don't care if they do try to stonewall. You get the right judge, you bring this in the right venue, and they can go after them hammer and tongs. Well, I'll tell you, I, I was surprised. Let's not focus on what may come from this. Let's just focus on what's happened so far. And what's happened so far is already good enough. It's already good enough to be a transformative event, in, in my opinion, for the reasons we've stated over the course of the last now nearly two hours. If it goes further than this, it can only get better. But I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, that the SPLC staff attorney who was arrested and charged with domestic terrorism, the indictment Thomas Jurgens, the indictment actually finally got filed just on August the 29th, and he was included in it. I figured the SPLC would work it out, quote unquote. And I read in the article his name is listed on the indictment. He is there with those 60 uh, other co-defendants that are now facing RICO charges in Georgia, the local district attorney, have you heard this, Chris? The local district attorney in DeKalb County, which is part of metropolitan Atlanta, tried to get him off, but the state AG wouldn't allow it. Uh, so they, you know, they were, there were some uh, back, back door. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, shenanigans behind the scenes. But he is included in that. I am surprised. I would have said, if I had to guess, that he would have been dismissed from that and everybody else had to go. But no, he's going he's gonna to face, uh, it looks like it's going to go to court and he's included. I mean, how much, how big of a the story? SPLC down the ADL next. How big of a story do you think that is that they, one of their guys got, got arrested? Whether he's guilty or not, I mean, we'll find out. But the fact that he was even arrested, not dismissed, I don't think I would have predicted that 10 years ago. That's very nice of you to give them the uh, innocent until proven guilty line. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, they don't that. do that for us. I'm just, I like, I'm just like, let's just take you out back, you know. But I, I, I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, and so I actually I didn't know about this, but I think it's huge. Um, it's just no came surprise out. to me at all that they that they attempted to get the guy off. Right. Uh, it is shocking to me that somebody intervened to stop it. You know, one of the things that really sticks in my craw, you know, a lot of the guys that we mix it up with down there in Charlottesville, you know, they got arrested for the, the inauguration day riots. You know, the, one of the guys I mixed it up with was actually he's quoted in The Washington Post as being during those inauguration day riots. He said, uh, you know, I wish there was more violence. I wanted to punch a Nazi. 
And so, like, and that guy got his charges yeah. dropped with everybody else. And so then he comes to Charlottesville, starts a riot, and I end up in jail over it, you know? And so, like, you know, once these people start losing those powers, they have to think twice about the crimes they commit, at least. Amen to that. Last break before we come into the last segment with our featured guest uh, for tonight, sticking with us for two hours, Christopher Cantwell, ChristopherCantwell.net. Big picture take from Chris when he comes back. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. All right. Uh, well, we will ask Chris Cantwell a final question. And again, we want you to uh, find and support ChristopherCantwell.net. Uh, Keith, uh, your thoughts on our guest these past two hours? Well, I tell you what, he's strong as Garrett Snuff, as they say down here in the South. And that's what we need. We need people that are smart and are brave. And Chris I checked both of those boxes. With just two minutes remaining, Chris, the final question to you, my friend, are things better than they've ever been or are they worse than they've ever been in terms of our prospects? On one hand, you've got these proud boys getting decades in prison for milling around the Capitol. You've got Donald Trump being arrested, indicted. He's facing a century in prison. That is unprecedented in American history, not just in the lives of any American listening to the show tonight, but unprecedented truly since the founding of the Republic. It could be argued both ways. I'm bullish. But uh, there are obstacles coming, and I think that this soft totalitarianism is going to get a lot more rigid. Where do we really stand if you look at it big picture? Two minutes, Chris, final word to you. You know, I, I'm thinking uh, it, it, the question of has it ever been better, it's been, it's been better before I was alive, I imagine. You know, there was probably a better time than, than this. Sure. But uh, it, it, in the course of my lifetime, 
uh, I think that the the frame of reference, the 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 ideas in the minds of the public consciousness, say, have been so warped to the point that they are unsustainable, right? And so it's very sad that we happen to be in this state of affairs. But the fact that that whole frame of reference is about to completely fall away, I mean, there's there's a great deal of hope to be had in that. I, I would say that it's it's not at all certain what will come to replace that frame of reference, and that's a scary thing. You know, I'm not exactly certain what's going to happen when the things that everybody believe are no longer believed. But, you know, we have to get rid of this, and then we have to find out what comes next. And that is, uh, uh, you know, what's the, you know, it's, it's been said that it's a Chinese curse to say, may you live in interesting times. <laughs> in That's interesting exactly times, what I was going to say. You know, we certainly happen to be. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I don't like boredom. I don't do well with it personally. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I could hey, choose the worst the time to be alive, you know. It's the Faustian spirit of the West. We need to be animating. We need an adventure. We need uh, we need to expand and explore beyond the horizon. And I think whatever is coming, and we very well may lose. We may be entering into the last uh, great fight that Western civilization will ever know. But I think we have an opportunity, an opportunity to break through that had been closed off since at least the 1950s. There is a real opportunity here for change that has certainly not existed in my lifetime. I really do feel that. It's not a guaranteed. But all you can ask for, considering where we were a decade ago, is an opportunity. And I think opportunities are presenting themselves. Chris, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed the two-hour conversation today. Very much look forward to collaborating with you and working with you more closely as we go forward into the great unknown together. I'm I'm looking forward to having you on my show, September 29th. We're going to do this. We're not going to have the benefit of commercials. So when I ask you to stay for another half hour, like I'm just going to have to put you <laughs> on the spot in front of the audience. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to having James on a radical agenda. I, I, as I've come to look over your history, it's a very rich one, my friend. And I'm really looking forward to exploring it with my well, what about me? My chopped liver, buddy? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, one at a time. I mean, this guy's got so much going on. I, I've got to, I've got to process it, you know. And then, uh, uh, but definitely, I, I will, I will look into it immediately after, friend. Hey, thank you, uh, Chris. Uh, really looking forward to that and uh, the future as well, beyond September, uh, hopefully for many years to come. ChristopherCantwell.net. Uh, Keith Alexander and I will be back with the third and final hour next. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, sir. 